Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Think Biblically podcast. This is going to be the last episode for the Fishers of Men. This is part three. And before we get into it, I just want to take a minute and tell everybody who may be listening, Happy Thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful for. I know I do. Number one, just being saved, that the Lord saved my soul, that I'm not the same person I used to be, That, and I'm still not where I need to be. But I'm not where I used to be. And I know that sounds so cliche and just like a saying. But I thank God that I'm not where I was a year ago. But I can look back and I can see that I'm closer to God. That I am deeper with Him. That I have a more intimate relationship with Him. I thank God for my beautiful wife and two beautiful boys. And just so thankful for all that God's done for me. And I pray that you guys, whoever is listening, could testify to the same thing. How... God save your soul, how you're closer to Him today than maybe you was a year ago, and for the blessings that He's put on your life. With that being said, we're going to get into tonight's podcast, or today, excuse me. This is Fishers of Men, Part 3, and Part 1, we talked about allowing the Lord to place you in the body where He sees fit, allowing Him to put you into the ministry that He has designed for you, not trying to fill a place just because you think it needs filled or or just because that's what you want to do. You will only damage yourself and the body of Christ. We talked about that in part one. Part two, we talked about the preparation for the ministry, things that is required of us, studying the Word, a prayer life, just a, a walk with God that when we minister, it's the overflow from our relationship with God. That was part two. And now part three, what we're going to talk about After we have allowed the Lord to place us in the body where He sees fit, after we have allowed Him to establish us in the ministry where He has designed us to be, after we have prepared and we have done our part of preparation and reading His Word, studying it, when we have given ourselves to prayer and seeking His face and His heart, His will for whoever you may be ministering to, now we are going to talk about, after we've done that, trusting God for the increase, trust in the tools that He has given us, that they are going to bring the increase, that they will accomplish what He has sent them to do. We're going to first, we'll read the verse that we've been drawing from these few podcasts. It says in Mark 1, verse 16, it says, As He walked by the Sea of Galilee, He saw Simon and Andrew, His brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And that is what we're talking about tonight is fishers of men. And another Bible verse I want to read. This is what we're going to be talking about. Trusting God for the increase in our ministry. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6 says, I have planted... Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. That was Paul saying, I have planted. Apollos watered, that was another worker along with him in his ministry, but God gave the increase. Paul done his part. He allowed God to place him. It wasn't his decision. 
He wasn't the one to say, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to go and start ministering to people. No, God, he had an encounter with God and God gave him direction. God told him what he wanted him to do. So God placed Paul where he seemed best fit for him. Then Paul done his part and he prepared. He was skilled in the word of God. He allowed the spirit of God to work through him. But after he done his part, he said, I've planted Apollos water. He said, but God brings the increase. And after we have done our job, and I know it gets hard. I've been ministering for a while now. And I know it gets hard whenever you see people and they're not responding to the word the way you would maybe want them to. And sometimes that gets a little discouraging. I know for me, it's hard sometimes when you feel like you've you've truly heard the the direction and yet you truly know the heart of God for the people and you've you've presented the word and it just they set their stone face like it didn't phase them you you're almost discouraged well you are maybe maybe you can handle things a little bit better than me but you get a little bit discouraged and sometimes you wonder well did I did I miss the mark or or and I know for me every time I get done preaching it's the aftermath that gets me the most. I tell that to my wife all the time. I sit and I cringe sometimes going back over things. Well, maybe I should have said it this way or I should have said it that way. But at the end of the day, if we are in the body where God has designed us to be and we have truly been seeking the face of God and praying, giving ourselves to prayer and have our walk with Him and we share His word the way He sees fit, it's going to bring forth increase in the time God intends it to. Maybe we can't see the work that has taken place right then and there. And I know many times, and I can testify to this for myself, there's maybe been a, a preacher, an evangelist, a pastor, maybe been preaching, and it's been it's been great. I mean, it's it's been a word straight from from God. It's been a divine word. It's truly, it's truly directed me and give me direction. And I've just sat there. I mean, I ain't had to scream. I ain't had to shout. And maybe that person, maybe the one preaching could have looked at me and said, well, you ain't receiving the word. I, I couldn't tell you was really getting into it. But I grabbed hold of it and it really ministered to me. So sometimes we can't see from the outside the things that is happening spiritually on the inside. You don't make, we can't always see the seed that the word of God is planting in people, but we got to trust that if we are faithfully sharing the word of God, that it is going to plant a seed. And sometimes here's the thing about planting seeds. Sometimes we might not see the increase. Sometimes maybe you've planted the seed and it might be years down the road and there might be another evangelist or another minister, another pastor come in and they may preach. And that person that once heard your sermon, that person that once heard you say something, they may remember that and, man, I need to do something. I, I need to I need to change. I, I need to trust in God. And that seed that you planted would be watered by the next person and then it would yield the increase. But remember this. We can't bring the increase. You know, there's many times, and I've been guilty of this, we want the perfect song at the altar call, and I've been there, and I've thought, well, maybe maybe if this person would have sung something different, maybe if they'd have sung something a little more, a little more, I don't know, something that would make them a little more sad, maybe a little more sorrowful, maybe that would have drawn them. We can't trust an emotion to bring somebody to an altar and sometimes that is what we try we try to replace 
the Holy Spirit and the anointing which it gives the minister and, which, and, and the conviction that it would bring on the listener, we try to replace those things with man-made things. We try to replace it with a emotional song, and it has its place, I'm not saying that. Or we try to, we try to say the words we think that person real. We try to fish for them. We try to really just cast something out there that that, that I, I know they're going through this. So I'm going to say this, but we just can't try to draw people to an altar because it's not in ourselves. It's not going to do no good. But we got to just faithfully present the word of God. Yes, you do got to be relevant to the people you do got to relate to them you do got to remember what it was like to be in their position separated from god enjoying the pleasures of sin we got to remember those things but then we just got to present the word of god the way he told us to and trust that if we have done that God, you are going to bring the increase. God, it is not your word will not go out void, Father, but it will accomplish that which you have sent it to do. And then there's another verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. It says, In such trust have we through Christ to God word, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves but our sufficiency is of God guys that is so important if you if we ever forget that i'm going to say for me if i ever get to the place where i would forget that my sufficiency is of God and i would think it is something that i could do i think it was something i could produce we are in error we are we are we are going down a road that is going to lead us to failure it, it is going to lead us to to no good when we think we have the power to bring increase in somebody when we think we have the sufficiency in ourselves to be able to 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 draw somebody to produce conviction and, and draw somebody to Christ we cannot do anything the Bible tells us to compel them, the Bible tells us to plant, the Bible tells us to water, but ultimately, and I cannot say that enough, God gives the increase. Our sufficiency is of God. Once we do our part, guys, we got to trust God that He will use our faithfulness to Him. And let me say this, we can't get to a place where say, well, okay, I'm trusting in God now. He's just going to bring the increase. I've talked about this before. We can't get to the place where we just trust God. Okay, God, you're going you're gonna to use this. We, I'm just going to get up there and I'm going to ramble. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to seek your face. I'm not, gonna, I'm not really going to get in the study. What is, your, what is your heart for this people? I'm not talking about trusting God. Okay, Lord, I'm just going to get up there and just the first thing that comes to my mind, I'm going to speak it. I'm going to that's not what I'm talking about. We must be prepared. You must be in your word. Listen at part two of Fishers of Men and you, you will hear me say all these things. But just to kind of remind you of them, I'm going over a little bit of them again. We must study. We must pray. But after we've done that, guys, we must just trust in God. And I know, like I said, I know that gets hard at times. I've been there many times. And I try to, and the Bible calls us Fishers of Men, but it's not talking about us trying to do worldly things 
to draw them in. It's not talking about us trying to do fleshly things to draw them in. But we must trust in the tools God has given us to draw them in. He told us to present the word. That will be enough. If we would faithfully plant the seed of the word of God in due time, it will grow and it will bring forth fruit that is pleasable and ex- that is pleasing and acceptable to the Lord. I want to read you of the power of God's word and listen what happened here. And Nehemiah, if you have your Bible, you don't got to read it right now, but I I really encourage you guys read this later. Listen at the power that is in the word of God. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8. It says, "So they read in the book so they read in the book and the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading." And Nehemiah and Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Listen what they said. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. All they simply done was read the words of the law. And the Bible says the people wept. That is the power that is in the Word of God. It truly, you know, and I'd like uh, Ken Ham said something that I think it's really worth quoting. He said, The writings of man may be able to amuse, to educate, or even enlighten in some ways, but the Word of God actually has the ability to change lives forever. The Bible presents the words that have emerged from the mind and heart of the Creator. These words carry a power that is that is unlike any other. By any other written work, any other book you can read, some of those books may be able to amuse, they may be able to educate, they may be able to enlighten, but the Bible has the power and the ability to change lives forever. And I'm not against reading books. You know, I've recommended books to you guys. The Hiding Place by Corey Timboom. I, I quote, I, I read stories out of that. I quoted a lot of Leonard Ravenhill from Why Revival Terries. I think it's a, it's a, it's a encourage. I think it's a very educational and directional book into people that's interested in ministry. I think it really gives us some good uh, direction in that. So there's nothing against those books, but at the end of the day, all they can do is educate and enlighten us. But God's Word actually has the power to change and transform our lives. Ministers, we can't just be satisfied with entertaining people. But we got to get to the place where we understand it is the Word of God. You entertain somebody, you've, you've caught their attention for maybe 15 or 20 minutes. You got their attention through the sermon. But you got to realize they're going to walk back out into a world that is not trying to amuse them. The enemy is trying to kill them. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if all we're trying to do is entertain them for 25 or 30 minutes... The enemy's got a way bigger picture in mind. He's got a way deeper thought in mind. It's not to entertain them, but it is to kill them, to to destroy them, to steal everything that God would try to give them that would pertain unto salvation. He wants to strip it from them. So remember, it is the Word of God that has the power to change their lives. And we must be faithful with God's Word to present it. You know, many times, and I'm... I've been guilty of this too. 
we try to we try to make the word of God maybe a little more a little more uh, acceptable, a little more pretty. We try to add a little lipstick and rouge to it and makeups. So I really don't know much about them, only what Brianna's told me, but uh, or what I've seen her use. But we try to use those on the Word of God. Maybe some things that people that's that's hard. I really don't like that. We try to make it up a little bit. We try to we try to make it a little more prettier. Well, I'm going to tell you guys something, and I've I've found this out through trial and error. The Word of God does not need a makeover. Charles Spurgeon said, The word of God is like a lion. You don't have to defend a lion. All you have to do is let the lion loose, and the lion will defend itself. Guys, the word of God don't need to be made over. It don't need some lipstick and rouge. All it truly needs is a faithful minister to present it. And God will use it to do the rest. All we got to do is simply be faithful to the commandment and to the to the mission to the commission excuse me to the commission that he has given us and that is to preach the word compel them to come in and when we are faithful in that god will use the rest you know emotion I, I, i'm not against emotion but i believe many times we depend more upon an emotional song than we do the holy spirit when we have an altar call Try this out next time, and I, I, I've I've got to the place where I've been trying this. When we have an altar call, maybe do it without a song next time. Maybe, maybe just get up there and open up that altar, and you don't try to 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 cherry pick and say, well, if you're going through this or you're going through that, and maybe the Lord is giving you direction for that sometimes, and that's okay. But why not just open up the altar and trust in God to do the rest? He will bring them down. He will draw them. Don't try to have a, an emotional song that's going to make somebody just a little emotional for a little bit of time to draw them down. But why not trust in the Holy Spirit to take that word of God that you have faithfully preached and trust in the Holy Spirit to drive it into their heart? You know, on the day of Pentecost... When Peter preached the word, and that is what he done, he faithfully preached the word. And it was by the Holy Spirit that later on, they said, the Bible says they were pricked in their hearts. It truly cut them to the heart, and they asked the question, what must we do? What must I do? And you know, it is only the Holy Spirit that can produce that question in somebody. It is only the Holy Spirit that can truly produce that question, a sincere question like that, what must I do to be saved? We need to faithfully present the Word of God and trust in the Holy Spirit to drive it into the hearts of the listeners and that it will accomplish the work that God has sent it to do. His Word will not return void. And again, you might not see the increase the next Sunday. You might not see the increase maybe years down the road. Maybe you won't ever see the increase. You won't ever see that seed you have planted in the life of somebody. You may never see it. But maybe the next evangelist will. Maybe the next person down the road will. We just got to, as ministers, as people seeking to be used by the Lord, and I'm, I'm not just talking about preaching into a church, but whether you're witnessing to somebody, whether you're, whatever it is you were doing, if it's handing out a gospel track, if it's opening the door for somebody, if you were doing it, in the name of the Lord, if you were doing it to, to show the love of God and point them unto Christ, 
don't get weary in well-doing. we got to trust in God. He will bring the increase when he best sees fit. Before I end this podcast, I also want to take a minute just to tell you guys I apologize if I come across as preachy or just I'm trying to preach a sermon. That is truly not my intention on these podcasts is to preach a sermon. It's hard to just have like a podcast where you have like a normal conversation when it's only me on here. It's kind of it's kind of hard just to talk to myself and hold myself into a conversation like that. So I'm trying to get a little better as we go on here, but forgive me if I come across as preachy. That's not my intention. My intention is just to talk about the Word of God and share it with you guys, and hopefully it would cause you guys to get into your Word, to read it, to think biblically about every area in every area of our lives. We would think biblically. We would seek God's Word first. We would seek His direction first. So I pray that this encourages you guys. I pray that it has blessed you. If it has, please share it with somebody else. This is not about numbers. It's not about trying just to get the podcast out there. I'm nobody. I truly mean that. But I just want to encourage other people to think biblically, to to use the Word of God as their ultimate guide in every area of their lives. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you next week on I Think Biblically. Don't you-